Alright, what's up, everybody? Hey, it's Big John. Amer- uh, Panic Attack is the podcast, broadcast, whatever you're casting. Uh, it is on Twitter and Getter, where you can follow me at the real underscore Big John. So, this is a badass campaign ad from a Republican. Pastor, I wrote his name down, wait a second, Jerome Davis, this dude is gangsta. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense, that no one could possibly need all 30 rounds, but when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in Klan hoods. You just might need that semi-automatic in all 30 rounds. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense. That no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in Klan hoods. You just might need that semi-automatic in all 30 rounds. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense. That no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in Klan hoods. You just might need that semi-automatic in all 30 rounds. <laughs> yeah, I love that. One, I love that because I hate the Ku Klux Klan. And a lot of people don't remember the KKK was uh, the filthy Democrats' enforcement wing, their terrorist wing. Uh, their ver- their uh, version of uh, Hamas post Civil War. So uh, the Hodge twins posted that today on their uh, Instagram, and then I was like, "Well, who is this uh, Jerome guy that's running for Congress?" And I looked at his Instagram, and it turns out he used to be a Oakland Raider. He was a fullback. And so now he's Pastor Jerome Davis. So we still got the, the Illinois gangsta shooting hanging over our head. Not gangsta shooting, pardon me. Terrorist attack. Uh, domestic terrorism. I'll, I'll say it. Lost. Well, I'll find it eventually. Uh, we still got this hanging over our heads. And, you know, was he a Trump supporter, wasn't he? Well, you know, YouTube took down his channel, so we can't see in context exactly what his political leanings were. But it doesn't add up that a Trump supporter 
would shoot up a 4th of July parade when Trump was so big on that. And then, of course, the thing that he's... The, the media keeps wanting to make this about race or religion in some form, shape, or fashion. Uh, the suburb where he, the little jackass did his shooting was predominantly white. But today in the media, uh, they're trying to spin it where this had this area had a high Jewish population. So was there anything religious to it? Anti-Semitic? Uh, well, there's another thing that a Trumper wouldn't do because Trump's daughter is a Jew. She married a Jew, converted to Judaism. Uh, and by the way, Judy is being Jewish is a race, a nation, uh, a, and a religion. So, being anti-Semitic, anti-anti-Jewish, excuse me here. Being anti-Jew covers a lot of uh, a lot of ground for being an asshole. But, you know, Jared Kushner, for, uh, you know, the Kushner family's controversial, but uh, let me tell you, he he did some things that only he could do, uh, and no president of the United States ever tried to do, until Trump, to make peace with Israel and uh, Arab, dominantly Arab nations, and they brokered some peace agreements between Israel and these predominantly Arab nations through business alliances. So, you know, that's revolutionary. But anyways, back to this little asshole that shot up the parade, uh, you know, he was certainly programmed uh, in one way, shape, or form. Whether it, it was done intentionally or he just was in the wrong uh, internet spaces and got brainwashed, uh, who knows? He's a piece of shit and a scumbag. And, you know, it said he had bad parents. Well, you know what? I had an absentee father. Thank God I had strong religious grandparents and a a strong religious mother uh, hovering over top of me. That was a nice shot of my arm, wasn't it, for the video? Uh, but I, I picked it in my uh, ride-sharing business. I picked up uh, a passenger today. I'm like, man, I don't feel like taking this ride. Uh, you know, this is, really didn't make any money off of this passenger. But uh, he was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Needed a ride to the airport. I was the only ride share available in that area. And uh, that's, I got a real good conversation out of this uh, Mexican guy. Uh, his name's uh, 
Christian or Kristen. I don't know. Anyways, Kristen, it goes by Chris without an H. And uh, we exchange phone numbers and, uh, you know, he invests and gives investment advice and just kind of commonsensical advice. But he does, you know, podcasts and stuff. And I'm like, you know, this guy seems pretty street smart. I'm going to, I'm going to befriend this guy. And at first I was like, God, I got to take a truck driver to the freaking airport uh, you know, and then there's really going to be no money to be made. Because <clears throat> uh, for some reason, my rideshare apps turn off when I cross the state line. Uh, but anyway, that's a, de- a, a thing I have to work out with my uh, contract or something. But Gar talked a lot, and, and Mexican people talk fast. Even when they're talking English. But this dude made a lot of sense. He like, he's like, uh, I don't know, are you a Republican or a Democrat? And I said, I'm a Republican. He said, oh, okay. I can talk freely. <laughs> right? So, you know, he taught me about Uvalde and, you know, how the Democrats, you know, they want to make the, these shootings into a political issue. And we're going to protect you from these mean people and these Republicans, they don't want to protect you. They don't care about you. And he was saying, you know, how minorities, his words, not mine, minorities are scared because, you know, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to shake things up because you know, they're, they're in this country illegally and they don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, sounds like he was here legally. I mean, he's a truck driver. He spoke good English. Uh, one thing I have to, I have to eat my words on. He did have, he was inked up. Which I, I'm kind of used to that. But he did have some tattoos on his face. Uh, uh, you know, but he was telling me he served in the United States military and stuff like that. And everything he said seemed 100. I mean, you know, his stories all added up. But, you know, that really struck me that, you know, the state of Illinois, during his talk, I'm like, you know, he was talking about, like, red flag laws and they just want to take our guns away so that the government can have more power over us, like China. Uh, And, you know, he was talking about Australia in 1993 after they had their shootings took away everyone's guns and now look at you know Australia during the pandemic lockdowns right um, but it, it struck my mind that you know Illinois already has red flag laws they already have the laws in place where if somebody seems crazy they can be taken to court and a judge can stop them from purchasing a firearm until they can prove that they're not batshit crazy. So, the laws of Illinois, who, which, um, I just happen to have it written up down above this notation. Uh, the laws that state attorney of Lake County, Eric Reinhardt, wants to make statewide 
wants to he wants a statewide ban on assault rifles but the laws that he already has in place which he helped orchestrate in the state of illinois they didn't stop this shooter so now the next step is they can say well look man you know this can work two ways and it can go against me or it can go against him we've already proven laws do not stop mass shootings there were mass shootings when we had the assault weapons ban okay so they're going to take the supposed assault weapons away from you and then wait 20 years well now we're having mass shootings with pistols well we got to take pistols away from everyone now like Pastor Jerome Davison, who I hope becomes Congressman Jerome Davison, as he pointed out, what do you have to protect yourself from a gang of people? It can be a gang of racists, like the Democrats used to enforce their racist laws in the South. It could be a gang of government agents there to take you prisoner take your rights away it could be just a gang of thugs the mafia the ms-13 there to rob you and your family evil doesn't always travel individually and illinois is proof laws don't stop evil people they don't stop mass shootings there's a, a huge illegal gun trade in the world. So we're going to live in a world where only the now, because some people got past the laws like Uvalde and like uh, Highland Park, Illinois, uh, some people skirted the law, got around the law. We're now going to live in a world where only the criminals have guns. That doesn't make sense to me, people. You know why the Ku Klux Klan was able to lynch and kill so many black people in the South? Because their cracker politicians, Democrats down there, made laws that black people could not own guns. Here, let me fact check myself. Make sure I'm not lying to you, but I have heard that before. That the crackers in the Democrat Party did not allow blacks to own guns in the South. So let's Google search it see that I'm right because I am right 97.85% of the time so I I, 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 I like Biden here like browsers moving slow because this computer's a 10 years old and it's five years old it's five years old so that means it's antiquated by four years so how do I want to word this? Were 
Or let's do this way. Was it illegal for blacks to own oops own guns post civil oops civil war south? I put civil was south. Racist origins of gun control. Sedgwick County. Uh, let's see here. Sedgwickcounty.org. Gun control historically has meant prohibiting blacks from... Before the Civil War, states mostly in the South enacted slave codes prohibiting blacks from owning guns. Adam Winkler, UCLA Law School. Uh, that's from the AtlantaVoice.com. Um, SedgwickCounty.org, Racist Origins of U.S. Gun Control. <clears throat> Pardon me. Constitution abolishing slavery was adopted and the Civil War ended in 1865. States in prohibiting blacks, now free men, from owning guns under laws. So, hold on. States persisted in oh, prohibiting blacks from owning guns. Let's... So before the Civil War, they had slave codes. After President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863 and the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, abolishing slavery was adopted and the Civil War ended in 1865. States, in prohibiting blacks, now free men, from owning guns under renamed Black Codes. They did so on the basis where not, uh, blacks were not citizens and thus did not have the same rights, including the right to keep and bear arms protected by the Constitution. Uh, of course, uh, this was part of the infamous Dred Scott versus Sanford. Or no, that was pre-constitutional amendment. So, you see the antebellum, or the cracker south, as I call it, they didn't let blacks own guns. The Democrats didn't want black people to own guns. Now, lots of black people own guns in America today. Um, a lot of my black friends are great hunters and fishermen. Um... And it's weird that, uh, you know, after I've just said this person's my friend my whole life, I'm now calling them my black friends. It's weird that we've gone backwards racially in this country in the last few years. Most, this just popped into my head, random thought, but um, I never referred to these guys as my black friends until recently. Last few years. Like, why the hell does a white person have to distinguish, hey, I have 
this many black friends. I'm not a racist. Because the liberals and the media have fucking sent us back 50 or 70 years. They've divided this country back to a point in history of the 1950s, almost. I mean, you know, as far as I know, black people can still go into any restaurant or whatever, but our mentality is, is we're all racist. We're all inherently racist. And I just realized I do it all the time. Whatever. But yeah, the, uh, the laws of Illinois basically prove that red flag laws, more gun control laws, do not prevent mass shootings. They do not prevent criminals and evil people from being evil criminals. I had another article I was going to uh, read about uh, how uh, somewhere else uh, police say a tip helped thwart a shooting allegedly planned for July 4th celebration. I guess I can read this real quick. Virginia police, a citizen hero, helped prevent a mass shooting allegedly planned for January 4th celebrate or July 4th celebration planned for Richmond. News of the third attack comes after seven people and doesn't yeah we know that. There was no telling how many lives this citizen hero saved from one phone call. And you know man, if you have a a friend or a relative or you're just out you see somebody acting strange like carrying around a whole bunch of guns and a bunch of ammo, call the police and, and let them investigate it. You know, I don't have a problem with that because that's not normal. <laughs> you know, unless, I don't know, it's just not normal to have a whole shit ton of guns and ammunition just running around with it. You know, um, the little assholes that shot up Columbine High School in 1998. Um, one of their friends uh, met, bumped into one of the murderers in the parking lot at school, and one of the murderers at Columbine High School said, "Hey, man, you need to need to go home. Something bad's about to happen." And the the kid finished his cigarette got in his car and went home and then he started hearing the gunshots and stuff and next thing he knew his he found out when he got home it was on TV live on television for all of us on CNN his friend and classmate was shooting up Columbine High School I, I remember I was in my dorm room in college and that was so unusual for the time uh, I walked across the hall because the kid had his door open and I'm like man this, these kids in Colorado are shooting up a high school and you know of course it was all blamed on bullying and stuff like that uh, at the time now it's all blamed on the gun or it's blamed on Donald Trump um, but Evil and crazy will always be evil and crazy. 
There's no law that can stop it. And with Columbine kids, this was, you know, still early in the internet days. They took and made bombs. Uh, one bomb did explode in an empty field, which was a distraction to get the police and fire department going in the opposite direction so they could have more time to kill their friends and schoolmates. But the bombs they planted around the school and in their cars did not go off. The point being, they didn't need assault rifles. They had guns, pistols, shotguns, and things they stole from their parents and other places. They found uh, directions on how to build bombs on the internet. Uh, you can't legislate away evil, but you got to let good people protect themselves like this hopefully future congressman Jerome Davison uh, says. So, anyways, I gotta wrap this up. I don't have time to go into the other segments I wanted to. Uh, God bless you all. Pray for one another. And see you next time.